Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm you guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Today, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest on the show, Mike Norton, coming to us from my homeland of Chicago. He's coming to us here, and we talk all sorts of stuff. We talk, <laughs> we did get on an animal train for a little bit. We talk about that. We talk a whole lot about Battle Pug. We talk about his work in DC and stuff like that as well. We talk a lot about some really fun, interesting things that I think you guys are going to love. And he actually... <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but he did find out he actually knew where I volunteer slash worked at the Herpological Sanctuary here in Arizona, and he found out through a very fun otter. So, and you know, we talk about creativity and how our life in, as creatives inspires us to write the stories or draw the ones we do the way we do, and it's very, very interesting. I think you guys will get a lot out of it and have a really fun, enjoyable conversation. So, if you guys enjoy it, make sure you guys subscribe to the Comic Chronicle podcast wherever you guys are listening on, and of course, check out the YouTube page where you can check it out as well and older episodes, and you can check out my video game playthroughs you can check out the dinosaur and nature videos that i do on there and that is dakota morgan on youtube but if you want to catch me live raw and uncut when i'm playing video games i'm on twitch coda rex 97 uh, that's coda rex 97 on twitch and of course this is the first episode of 2022 so happy 2022 to everybody we're a little bit in we're almost in february damn it now hopefully maybe we might be when this episode is i don't know but hopefully 2022 has been treating you well and hopefully you get to make those dreams come true and this year hopefully so, yeah, I think it's about it, guys. Yeah, make sure you guys check out Mike's work and follow him on social media when we get to the end of the show and you find out where all the stuff is. And, yeah, but without me blathering on anymore, let's get done with all this business talk and let's get into my talk with Mike. Girls, oh, uh, yeah, we're recording. And, Mike, good man, I like to start the show because I'm a man of class a little bit. I like this every ways. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I know it feels weird not welcoming somebody, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like my Midwestern genes because no, I was born and raised there. I don't know. It's totally fine. It's uh, it, 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 I, I, I accept your welcome and I, I extend a thank you for having me. <laughs> one day I'm expecting and please don't do this <laughs> right now. But one day I'm expecting someone's going to be like, oh, come on the show. And then they're just going to say, hey, welcome to the show. And they're going to be like, eh, fuck you, and just leave. <laughs> no, I, just, I, would, I would not do oh, that. I would oh, just saying, hang up. <laughs> oh, I, don't think, I think that's worse. Yeah, it oh, is. That's so it is. much worse. That's like getting the, I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed from your parents. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what? It's funny. I have kind of a reputation among a lot of my friends for, I, I kind of Irish goodbye everything. I just leave and nobody ever knows that I'm gone. And oh, you do? Like about 30 minutes later, they're like, where's Mike? Or I do that <laughs> with everything, though. And, 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 and it's really more of insecurity on my part. It's not a, hey, screw you guys. It's more of like... <laughs> I don't want to deal with saying goodbye to everybody. It's really uncomfortable. I got to be like this social interaction. If I just poof ninja vanish, I don't have to deal with this. And they know. They know I'm like this. Yeah, we should make it clear. I think that's why everybody does an Irish goodbye. It's because they yeah. just get. I. It's not a mad or an angry thing, yeah. or it's nothing personal at all. It's usually like I don't know how to say goodbye. Someone's gonna leave. I. Yeah. Oh, it happens all the time. One of our. It's our. One of our. Uh, 
managers over at the animal hospital I work at. She does it all the time. Well, the problem is you can't do that when you're at a hospital because you're like, hey, we need you help for a second. And like no one's there like, what the fuck? I know. It's like it's kind of important that we know you're coming and going here. Yeah, like, please. That's why I usually try to yell a lot. I usually try to catch them. And I'm like, hey, hey. I'm not going to say her name. She'd be really mad. I'm like, hey, like, you know. Bye. And so everyone knows, like, oh, okay, she's leaving. <laughs> we on the safe side. Yeah. Oh God, man. Yeah, we should. I just there's some people who I know. They're like, yeah, he always says an Irish goodbye, and I think it's because he hates us. And it's like, no. Yeah. I. I mean, I. I. I'm. I'm sort of like. I'm just awkward with talking to people. So. Mm. Uh, I. My dad. Welcome was, to a podcast. My. My dad was like that. In. 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 And I've kind of become like him in that instead of dealing with it, he just amplified it so that it did seem like he was angry at you, but it was more of a mask. He was like leaning into the skit, essentially. So like if somebody comes in, rather than saying, oh, hello, how are you? I go, what are you doing here? But I don't, I don't mean it like that. I mean, I mean it more of a break the ice. Unfortunately, it does the opposite. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I can imagine that. Is <laughs> not everybody's laid back. <laughs> I know, and that's that's my fault. And you know, I it it's one of those things that where instead of like correcting mistakes of the past, you become exactly what you hated. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I understand oh. supervillains now in a small respect. Oh, yeah, you do. You're like, how could the son of a supervillain be this <laughs> much of an asshole? And then you sit down, and you're like, oh, God. It's no, me. no. What have I become? Oh. Yeah, that's, you know, that's me. That's, that's how it goes. That's all. That subject is a whole other bucket of words. Well, yeah, I know. that is. Oh, that's therapeutical. I cannot help you with it, nor yeah. can I help myself oh, with it. I'm 48. It's too late now to go yeah. back. And fix <laughs> I don't know. 48's not a. It's people are like, oh, I'm about to turn 40. 40s nowadays, I think, is the new 20s. I no, I agree with you. Uh, but you know, all of um, I'd say the large amount of my friends are younger than me, and it makes me mm. feel old because. You know, you'll just say something and they're like, I don't know what the heck. My wife, especially, she's only five years younger than me, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but she grew up on a farm and apparently never watched TV because she does not understand any of the references I lay down. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it just makes me feel like an old person. But you know what? That keeps the relationship going because then you're <laughs> like, I can teach you new things. Please don't leave me. <laughs> oh, she is not interested. In this oh, song. shit. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's oh no. We, we the the about the nerdiest thing she does is collect Funkos, and oh, she doesn't do it out of any kind of uh, any kind of um, nostalgia, which is why people buy them. Source. Yeah, she's not interested in the IP. She just sees one and says, "Oh, that's cute," or "Oh, that one looks cool," and she grabs it. Has no idea what it is. And you're but, sitting there uh, like, "Hon, you have no idea what this is." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This is worth $5,000. Well, that's the other part is that she doesn't really buy them. She kind of rents them because she keeps I... them. And then she looks at them for a while. And then she says, I'm tired of this one. And she makes room for a new one and just sells it on eBay. So <laughs> it's a very strange relationship she has with collecting. 
I've never heard of renting toys, and that's I absolutely it, love it. It's what essentially she does. Yeah, she buys it, but I never, I never get attached to anything she buys. Oh my god, it's that's so... flipped, It's gonna get flipped on eBay at some point. That sounds so sad. <laughs> it's, it's I don't a... get attached to collectibles anymore. <laughs> well, you know what? It it keeps me from ever being on hoarders. So that's good. Oh, that yeah. Especially Lofonkos. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, oh, especially Lofonkos. Because I'm like, you know what? Years ago, I decided I'll buy a couple of them for the IPs that you don't really get a toy sure. of. Like Men in Black, right? Sure, sure. You know, all that jazz like that. Well, I'm looking at a shelf over here. My girlfriend, I love her to death. We got her collection on there, too. So we yeah. got, like, we got a whole giant shelf. Mm-hmm. And then, but the, if we put all of them out, you could make six. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, oh, no. Like we got we got comics, of course. We got video game stuff, Star Wars, and then we have some Polly Pocket. Really? <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we got Sailor Moon. Yeah. Sailor Moon is sitting next to Michael Fassbender Magneto as I speak. Yeah, well, you know, they gotta get to go know each other, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Live in harmony. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's a fan art right there, though. That'd be amazing. I'm sure it's on DeviantArt somewhere. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That that is you know what I'm gonna go out there and say it. I like DeviantArt more than Reddit. <laughs> I don't understand Reddit. So again, that's my old man. Oh. <laughs> uh, DeviantArt at least there's pictures that I can find fairly easy. <laughs> Whether or not I yeah. want to see them, another thing. But Reddit is there's a it, it's too much like old uh, old message boards for me. It's a lot of digging. Yeah, and there's a lot of hate on there too. That's all. Oh yeah, sure. I'm not into that anymore. No, not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Younger Mike was. I was really into it. When you're young, especially because I, I mean, I grew up as the internet was developing. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they they're born and it's like already made for them. And I, I, when it starts out, you're like, oh yeah. I have to tell everybody what I think, no matter what they think. And and so. I grew up in the pri- I grew up in the primordial ooze of of hatred on the internet, and now I don't I can't understand the depths of which it's gone to. <laughs> Nobody ever came. I want like that's going to be a comic. I I think that would be amazing. It'd be a great movie, but I think like if you do a comic book on the internet, just on the internet, like mm-hmm. it being made and then what it evolved into. Oh sure, you would yeah. sell. You would sell, and the movie, a documentary, would just sell. Yeah, I w- It would be. I would. I'm just thinking as a creator, it'd be kind of hard to format to organize into something entertaining. It's just, it's like the internet. It's just a thousand things, a million things, just hitting you. True point. It would be a little bit of positive, and then a lot of depressing. <laughs> it would it would be HBO's Chernobyl. You get a little bit of good shit, but you just yeah. hate yourself throughout the whole show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh god, oh god. I I kind of I kind of relate to you though on the sense of like all your friends being younger, mm-hmm. but I have the opposite effect. I'm only 24, but I've been aged exponentially working in the arts and film, comics, and also working in the animal field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of my friends, most of them, I'd say a good 95% are 10 years older than me. Right. Least. And I, I like that. It's... 
No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was saying I like that. You go ahead. I was just saying I enjoy it because no, I think I, I did enjoy it, too. Like when I was younger, when I got out of school and I was working in advertising, almost everybody was older than me. And I enjoyed it because it made me feel the age I thought I was. I always feel like I'm younger than everybody because I just really? feel like I don't know anything. <laughs> oh, I I can sit by and let the experts take over. And now I am, I, I don't feel like I know anymore. So I'm kind of like the clueless old man, you know, like I'm like, I'm like Abraham Simpson, you know. You just, you just don't know. You're just like, what is yeah. this? Just yelling at things oh. I don't understand. Before it was like, okay, I'm not supposed to know anything because I'm the young guy. <laughs> now it's like, there's no excuse. Yeah, see, at least you have that. I'm just young, and I still don't know a lot of shit. <laughs> I don't even have a TikTok, and people look at me like, how do you not have that? It's like, Oh, man. What? I mean, I, my girlfriend shows me TikToks. That's how, I, that's how I get it anymore. I don't know. I love TikTok. I think it's extremely entertaining. I don't, I yeah. don't understand half of what I see. <laughs> that's then, a problem, too. Yeah, I'm just but, like, I don't know. This all seems like I'm in... Early 2000s Japan. It's all very foreign. Oh yeah, it is very Japanese. It is feel. It does feel like something that I'm only understanding half of because of the language barrier. Yes. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. But that's it, fine. I. I. It. It. Every once in a while, I'll see a cute puppy or something that makes me laugh uncontrollably. So it's all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's for free. So I mean, I. And it's not like I have an account where I'm making these things. Yeah. My, mine has been Instagram though. That's and my it, mine's a good mixture of comic books, uh, film, and animals. And every now and then, like I'll be watching it late in bed with with my girlfriend. I'm scrolling through, and it will be some like because I mean, I mean animals. I, folks listening know, but it's like I work in exotic fields. Like I work at a wildlife preserve and stuff like that. Like I'm a cro oh. I technically I'm a croc keeper, in a way, and so as well as keeper of many other things, and at the hospital. So I get exotic animals. Uh -huh. So it would be like all of a sudden like, oh, look at the antelope. And then, bam, a lion gets it. Or something like oh, that. right. Yeah. Yeah. And so she'd be, I'm like, she or a big gazelle technically. So it'd be one of those running. And she's like, oh, that's cute. And then it would just like out of nowhere, one of them would get it. And it's like, holy shit. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm like, this is nature. <laughs> and it's just like, I got to go to bed. It's the unfortunate side of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you ever heard of that? Oh, you do? Yeah, I don't like the like the like uh, the 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 feeding and stuff, but I do mm. uh, like what you do. I watch a lot of like nature preserve uh, people and and basically them showing you their animals and stuff. I think there's like a herpetarium in in Arizona. For some reason, the keeper has like a, a otter as a as a like it it belongs to the 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 sanctuary but it lives with her or something like that i i i so this is a fun little moment here of crossover because that's the one i work at oh really <laughs> yes it is the, the herpological sanctuary no i'm not kidding you you're that is by proxy then <laughs> yeah no, I, 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 i'm a genuine fan really <laughs> yes. I, I love that otter what's his name his like, name's mr chow mr chow that's it yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of that otter. 
Oh my god! The likelihood is insane. I love it. I love that otter. I love him. <laughs> and I love all the other little like I've seen like Gila monsters and stuff on there. Yep, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, oh Mr. Chow is the best. Yeah, he, he seems the- like Oh, uh, <laughs> he seems like a very opinionated little otter. Yeah, he is. <laughs> if he, it's, it's he. If you pass the test, you, if you, the first five minutes, he's sniffing you. If he does, if he shits on you or slash pees on you, he'll never like you. Oh, he's wow. saying, he never did that to me, and he loves me to hug him. Oh wow, I love it. I love that little dude. And oh. yeah, so that. That'll show up in my in my algorithm every once in a while, and and I'm always happy. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's a lot. There's a uh, sanctuary in Arkansas that has capybaras. I look at and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I love well, I love all that stuff, dude. It, it's it helps so much as a creative. It really does. And being like being one of their crock keepers now too over there is just because it was like fifty of them, I think, if I remember correctly, forty to fifty. Mm, and <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah and we have babies teenagers and ones you, who break 14 feet long do you get bit i have not gotten bit by a croc yet any okay. crocs or gators no not i've come close but uh, that was that's a day one thing is if you don't come close on day one then i don't know what you're doing you ain't doing it right like have i almost lost like yeah wow <laughs> yeah. An arm? yeah but then like we have um I, I shit you not, uh, there's actually a thing on TikTok. One of our, um, the Herpin Hippie, the Venom Keeper, actually, at that preserve, he actually runs a YouTube channel and actually has a TikTok where, because he has, like, over 100 venomous snakes from, like, King Cobras and shit, and he runs a thing, too. So this is, like, worlds combining. <laughs> That's so wild. That's crazy. Oh, you know, because it's sort of like my, my... Uh, you know, back in my head dream job that I always want. Like I was as a kid, the main like two things that I love is drawing and animals. And there, there were a couple of like, I I love I love playing guitar, but I don't really I'm not that great at it. It's not as natural as the other two to me. Mm. And and I I really had a dalliance with like becoming a vet when I was a kid until I realized how much math and science was involved. <laughs> and oh, like, and money, and money. Don't forget about that. Yeah, yeah, well, you're never thinking about money when you're a kid. That is true. And I and I was like, oh, this is like being a doctor. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like <laughs> the sudden realization of, oh, God, no. Yeah, it's like, I'm. oh, it is. It's a doc. Oh, doctor. Yeah, that's the thing I can't be. Because yeah. I'm not smart. I like to draw. So, oh. <laughs> I mean, you could so do both. You never know. Yeah, I went the other way. Oh, it's, it's hey, it ain't anything to. I do both. Uh, let me tell you, there is no such thing as sleep. <laughs> there yeah. is the, there is none. <laughs> it is a it is a huge. I mean, you're. I mean, it is a. Uh, it's a service field. It's like being a nurse or a doctor or anything like that. You're taking care of stuff, and that's yeah. that is a very. You know, uh, uh, no matter how involved or you know not involved you are in the process, it it, it is a, a an emotionally draining experience. I'd have to uh, imagine, and uh, you know, I 
I draw all day and you use your brain, you use your brain for that stuff and you do get tired, but it's not like you're taking care of something. You know, that's, that's a whole nother thing. That's like having children. That's like you ask any mother how their, how their day was and see if they aren't exhausted. You know, they, it's, it's they, fair. It is. I mean, yeah, there is that there is the emotional draining days. I'll admit it. You have, them, especially doing work also at a at exotic hospital. Yeah, sure. Um, I was about to say a story that I cannot say technically, but I will say off air later. Um, because of legal issues. But I mean, like you, you see some crazy ass shit, and like yeah. you, you really do. Yeah. Like you never know what's gonna walk in your door, and especially working ERs like I have been recently, like a crazy ass. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it is that. But I mean, I've talked about it on the show before, but I, I think. As because I write comics for SGGS and whatnot, an indie comic book company upcoming. Like, I write seven different comic books, right? That's a lot. Of <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it is. It's oh, it is. Level like amount of of writing. He 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 writes about that much stuff on any given. Yeah, it's and it's 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 a lot. Yeah, but I I think like the thing about it though is. Like doing the animal work, yes, you have the draining days, but there's a lot of worth it days too. Of like, you understand why you're working hard and you get the yeah, really good day. I mean, but it it really shows and it really helps you out as a creative. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I've gotten a lot of stories from my experiences in the field. Like, it's, oh, yeah, it's nuts. I I completely under. I mean, this, I I I have a book called Battle Pug. I understand. It's uh, that's true. You do. It's uh, I I. I it, you know, they they left my life a year ago, but those two guys, my little guys, uh, uh, really changed my life, you know, because I mean, I, th- for one thing, I'd always wanted to have a little pug and I got Ninja and he was, you know, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I've had dogs all my life. I love animals and I, I've had dogs all my life. And it, it, for some reason, he was like a son to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and when I came time for me to make my own comics, I had always been hired to make comics. I've always been a hired gun. And when I decided to do my own thing, the first thing that popped into my head was something that had to do with him. And so he literally changed the way I do stuff. I totally understand how those things draw upon each other. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's important, you know? Yeah, I think it's a thing people often forget about as creatives. Well, or people who may maybe not work in comic books or shit, even film or television, that we don't just come up... I mean, we do have those moments where we just come up with stuff out of our ass. There is that. But... A lot of what we make is from our experiences in life. Like there's like we got people who, you know, served in Afghanistan for like six years and then come back and work in like the comics field, you know, like and they bring them for us like some inspiration. It's not a military book either. It'd be like some superhero book, but they bring forth a lot of like things tackling mental health issues or or it'd be like, you know, a certain subject or a certain it just anything really. And I think that's the thing about us. Like we go through a lot of experiences in life. A lot of battle, <clears throat> excuse me, battle pug. Mm-hmm. You know, we, ha- you have that. And I, I, I have a book on a dinosaur Island thing with people on there. And one of them's a vet. Like, you know, I, I, I can, there's a lot and you kind of focus a lot on her. 
Sure. There's a lot for that, you know, and there's a lot in there. Like there's a lot of science lingo in there to teach people about it. I think that's the whole thing about it is collectively as a creative, we bring forth our life experiences to actually make something. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, you know, in a lot of ways for, for people like us, that is what life experiences are for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like, otherwise it's all academic. You're just, I mean, and, and I try to remind myself of that too, because I don't like to go out that much, you know, <laughs> I don't, oh, <laughs> already, yeah. we've already talked about how, how much I try to get away from social interaction, <laughs> but I, 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 tr I understand, I realize that, you know, real, real art is, is, created from experiences and if you're just sitting around looking at the internet all day you're essentially a, a xerox machine you're not yeah. really a, you're not really an engine of creation you're kind of and and i have to remind myself of that because i'm the worst at that you know and um and and all the good stuff that i've experienced comes out i mean i find a way to make the stuff that i remember part of LA uh, right now I'm working on a graphic novel about my time as a teenager you know as a Ooh. teenager with a, starting a band in high school and it's it's very silly extreme like like b-movie version of that but it's it it's all based on you know stuff that happened I, I, me and Rafer Roberts who worked on Grumble another uh animal comic um uh he's he's writing it and and the the first words of it are you know uh uh none of this is true but everything happened <laughs> you know that <laughs> so. yeah that that's a beautiful way that's like the best <laughs> it's like yeah. the law and order intro right there yeah. <laughs> i yeah. love that well i'm not even i don't think i'm saying it right i think he wrote it more eloquently but it, it it's uh it, it it's essentially what it is it's like it's like how when you tell a story from what something that happened 20 years ago you're not sure that's exactly what happened but that's what you remember happened and so, yeah which and is so, which still counts yeah so we're taking that to uh, an extreme and it's uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm just in the beginning parts of starting it, just because I have I tend to overbook myself quite a bit. So oh, I, I mean, I just told you my schedule. I fucking forget <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Schedules. Schedules are things I don't like to look at. Yeah, they're they're a little bit on the tough side. I mean, that's when you gotta like coincide some of this stuff, like. I think I talked about it. I don't know, last episode. I don't. I don't know. It's been a while since. I, I gotta admit something. You are the first person I've talked to on the show in 2022. So I've done one, and I haven't talked to anybody for the show in like a month or two. Oh, <laughs> so wow. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like, yeah, happy 2022, everybody. Um, <laughs> I well, don't. I don't think of dates anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's best not to. It well, is best. It, not I mean, to. Yeah, especially now everything bleeds together, but. You know, I, I do. I love trivia. I love answering questions about. The, but, but you know, uh, anytime somebody introduces a date into a question, which a lot of trivia questions are, I'm dead. I can't remember when anything happened. I remember that they happened, but I couldn't tell you what year. Most yeah. I know Batman came out in 1989. I remember <laughs> that because I, it was a big deal. 
I like how he goes straight to Batman 89. I just yeah, love that. Batman it's 89 like, is a touchstone for me. I remember, I remember that, and I, rem- uh, I remember Star Wars coming out, and uh, that's and and I only remember that in hindsight. I don't, I don't, I never did until, you know, what helps me remember is that my wife was born the year that Star Wars came out. You know, I don't know if she's around or can, li- or she might listen to this, but the fact that you put her third behind Star Wars and Batman, she well, might be a little bit first. mad. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I used to tell her that I used to have a cat named Kenny who I saved. Uh, he, he, I found him in a parking lot. He'd been shot through the ear. And, oh, shit. Yeah. And so I took him in. I, I wrapped up his ear. I took him to the vet. And, uh, and, and, and uh, so I named him Kenny because he had almost died. And, um, oh, my God. It, that is amazing. I live, he lived with me for like 14 years. And then when I met my wife in Chicago, she hated Kenny. No, and, and I was like, "Well, you know, I've known him longer than you." <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, you chose the cat. Yeah, well, I mean, she, she, she lived. I mean, she, she lived through it. She, she's, and now we have a different cat, and she loves him. But yeah, so you know what I think about that? I think you won, Mike. That's what I, I hear. Yeah, I, well, you know, I, I feel very. Whenever I adopt an animal, uh, you know, it's you have. These people that get some, uh, get an animal and then they're like, uh, oh, this is not working out for us. We have to take them back and stuff like that. I feel like you can't do that with a kid, you know, and, and if you do, that kid like ends up like years of therapy and trying to figure out who they are and stuff and like he's that. he's on the FBI's most wanted list. It's a whole yes. thing and a half. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh. So whenever I, I, if I, if I, if I pick an animal, I'm sticking with it through the end. And uh, oh, I appreciate and, that a lot. That, that is, <laughs> you have no idea how often I hear the opposite. You really don't. Yeah, sure. At a hospital, sure. They just drop shit off all the time, I bet, there. So. Oh, even at the herpological sanctuary, too, that you know about. Like, because we take animal surrenders a lot of time. That's where we get right. a lot of our non-venomous, and we get bearded dragons, and we got also a lot of tortoises and shit. Yeah. And like, yeah, and iguanas, and all sorts of other jazz. Like, you know, I just wasn't feeling it anymore. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. it's a lot to take care of a, a lizard. Especially, like, I have a friend who I babysit their their bearded dragon, Sriracha. Mm. It, he, he, uh, it's a whole thing in Chicago. Like, you got to have, like, a special room that's warmer all the time. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, there's a whole to-do with feeding them and stuff like that. And he's he's still pretty cool. He looks at me angry when I don't do things exactly right. But Bearded dragons are sassy sons of bitches, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, oh, my he's, God. He's cool, but, yeah, he was... <laughs> He does. He does give me. He does give me grief if I don't put his food where, exactly where he wants it. Them guys yeah. are super villains in a cartoon from uh, Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. They're gonna be the villain. They're gonna be like, hmm. Yeah, I like him a lot. But well, he, I, I was like, you don't. You don't have enough brain cells to be giving me grief. Oh, but they do. <laughs> oh, they do. Like you. Like you're not even in your original country of like bearded dragon. Go back to Australia. <laughs> You don't know know anything about anything. (laughs) We were, uh, the best part about it was like a, 
Oh, God, we had I was we were working on a bearded dragon at the hospital, and one of the doctors from Australia was there, and she was talking, and it was sick, and she's like, you know, you and she's got kind of an Australian accent, and she she said, you know, the biggest mistake is that we should never have let them left the motherland. I'm like, what? She's like, Australia, they left the motherland, and they they all need to go back because that's why they're all getting sick. Uh, really? Like the the motherland's Australia? And she's like, Yeah, I'm like, don't ever meet anybody Russian. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be in trouble. But I mean I I couldn't I got a forty gallon ball python tank literally right next to me, cue a rescue, and then I got an anole uh, behind me too in my recording area. So I'm literally looking at it right now. But I couldn't imagine being from Illinois, from the uh, suburbs of uh, quote unquote suburbs of Chicago a little bit, mm-hmm. and then moving out a little bit further out for many years and you know, living there for 60, born and raised 16 years, like, there's, there'd be no way I could imagine owning something like that. There's no way, but you, you settled down in Chicago, huh? So you, you're, is it like yeah, a forever I, home? I grew up in Tennessee, and um, uh, I, I moved up here to work in comics, essentially, a friend really? of mine. Yeah, believe it or not, I mean, there were several comic companies here in the 80s, but uh, they had all pretty much gone away, you know, by the time I was even starting in comics. And mm. a friend of mine maxed out his credit cards and sort of low-key conned Hasbro into giving him the license to G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh, my God. So he brought back G.I. Joe in the early 2000s, and wow. I like, the only person... I guess that he knew that had actually made comics for money. And so he hired me to be the art director for his company. And so I moved to Chicago to be a professional comic book person. Um, Eventually I started getting work drawing them. And, 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 you know, I drew some comics while I was working for devil's do. This was the company that he started. And, um, but I, I wanted to draw comics all the time. I didn't want to be, uh, you know, essentially doing all the production work for, even though I, everybody that worked there, except for the the person that started the company, I love and still talk to. So, uh, um, so it, I, it was very important to me that part of my life, but I wanted to, I wanted to draw comics. I didn't want to, you know, uh, you know, put logos on books and stuff like that. So I ended up, you know, going freelance, but I, I still love the city. I, you know, I took me till I was 30 years old. I was like almost, I was like 26 or something when I moved up here. So, and shoot. Yeah. So I'd lived all my life in the South and I thought probably I'd always live there. And a city like Chicago was like outside of my mindscape. I was like, oh, I'm gonna die if I go up there. Yeah, that that, that cold up there, all yeah, the city, so. like, oh, I'm gonna get shot. That's always what I ever hear when I talk to people. I'm from Illinois. 
yeah. outside the city, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna get you go. Oh, you must have got shot." I'm like, "Yes, but not because I was in the city." Well, that was the thing. Everybody, everybody was asking me that, and I was like, "I'm from Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guns ain't like, no somebody, stranger." Somebody in Memphis was like, somebody else in Memphis was telling me about how dangerous it was gonna be, and literally two days after that, my car got broken into in Memphis, oh and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" This is why would I be scared of Chicago? <laughs> oh, well, they carry guns. Well, that ain't a problem around here. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, uh, so uh, you know what? I think definitely if I ever could, if I ever could move back and work on, I, mean, I don't know, I if I could move back to Illinois and still work, I mean, I could definitely still work in comics, but you know, move to the city and work at like Brookfield Zoo and still do comics on this podcast, I think. That would yeah, be yeah, that would be an amazing time. Yeah, yeah, I like Brookfield. It's not like the, it's not, uh, it's not the best zoo I've ever been to, but it's, it's, it, I, it's respectable, you know. I actually yeah. like it a lot more than Lincoln Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've just added myself and never getting a job there now. God damn it! <laughs> Oops. Well. Um, oh man, when I first moved up here and went to Lincoln Park Zoo, it was the most depressing zoo I'd seen because they they oh still had tigers in the cages, and I was like, that I saw a tiger just pacing a path yeah. in his little in his little enclosure. I was like, this is this is sad. I'm yeah, I this ain't good. This. Well, we got to think too. It is it, people don't often give it credit. I think behind New York City, it is the most beautiful city in the United States. Chicago? Yes. Oh, I agree. I, 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 you know, I prefer Chicago to New York. I've been to New York several times. I have many friends that live there. But uh, New York, is, I am always on high alert. Now, it's not because I'm scared of everybody, but it's just like it. everything, as soon as you get off the airplane, everything is intense in New York. That is true. I'm that, never relaxing uh, when I'm in New York. As a, like you feel like a foreigner in a different country. Like the regular, yeah. everyone else there is like, oh, I ain't doing. And yeah. then like, you're like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it probably is all me because people live there happily all the time. But yeah, I mean, I love to visit New York, but I would not live there. I have, oh. like I said, I have tons of friends that live there, and uh, but I, I, it's just not for me. No, oh no, not at all. Like, that's the thing. I mean, are you in the suburbs of the city, or are you kind of closer I'm to in downtown? The city proper. I'm up on the northwest. I'm in um, uh, uh, Albany Park. My studio's like uh, walking distance from Wrigley. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm 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 still a Northsider, but uh, I, I yeah I I've never lived outside of the city. So. No. Oh. How how's it been treating there up here up there right now for you? Like has it been? I still got a few of my best friends still live in Illinois, but they're further out from the city. Well, not not too further out, but still further out. But uh, so how's it how's it been treating you in there? I lo I love it. Uh, yeah. I'm not like when I moved up here the first time it snowed, I was out dancing in it and yeah. going crazy because it just doesn't do that down where I'm from. And uh, so I'm going on. Uh, yeah, so this is my 20th, 20th, 21st year here, and I'm over it. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm over the snow actually affecting my day-to-day. Like, I have to actually prepare to go out, and I have to do things to get just to go places. Mm. That's something I don't... Uh, also, in the South, there's plenty of free parking. <laughs> Is it really? Uh, yeah, oh. that's what my, my my old buddy from high school used to say. Memphis's Memphis's uh, slogan should just be plenty of free parking. That's how you get people to go there. That's yeah. how you get people to go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know what, though? I See, the problem is, is like we got to find that in-between. Yeah. Because they're, they're coming to Phoenix. When I moved to Phoenix, like I've been here now eight years. I don't know how I feel about it. Eight, maybe nine years now. Shit. But, you know, the thing is, like, yeah, it's wintertime's great. You know, it's nice. It's kind of chilly. It gets a little bit warm. You don't have to deal with the snow. But then you're, you're six months out of the year that you replace with snow, you replace it with heat. Yeah. And the problem is, is, like, if that AC goes out, you're just dead. You're the dead. snow and the cold, you can survive a little bit longer. You can bundle yeah. up. When you're, how, that's, you're not an oven. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just game over and then the amount of times like heat stroke like i don't i've gotten heat stroke luckily only one time in my life here when i was working at the phoenix zoo that's one time too many i was talking about getting ice cream and i just collapsed apparently at work and i was just my coworkers thought i died and they're like we thought your body finally gave out i'm like well i thought i would have thought the same thing don't worry yeah the target zone for heat stroke is zero (laughs) (laughs) yes it is you don't want any heat strokes I've, you know, I've fallen out from heat stuff before. I've never frozen to death. <laughs> exactly. I've never gotten hypothermia. No, uh, there's yeah. no such like. I don't. I still have all my limbs. Yeah. I, they I've turned purple cold, at one point, but. But oh. I've never. I've yeah, that heat, heat, and like uh, just not being able to breathe the air around you because it's just so. You know, dry heat. Yeah, it's dry heat, and you're just like, I can't go anywhere. So you're st- people are like, oh, you get to go outside, and on like the wintertime in in uh, the Midwest, I'm like, yeah, you're full of shit. You go outside, and in the summertime, you're gonna melt. You go, you're gonna get burned, and you're gonna sweat yeah. to death. Yeah. I don't know what what are you talking about here? Like, you, you can't even get in your car. Yeah, because you're gonna burn. I have seen people get third degree burns from their goddamn cars. Wow, that's so crazy. Hot. No, I've never even heard of that. That's wild. Oh, it's you, you like you can make sure like, your shoes start melting at a certain point if you wear shitty shoes yeah. on the sidewalks. Like, I like this is like I died and went to hell. This I'm is gonna... exactly what happened. Like, it's just so, and then now it's because of earth issues. Now it's coming up to like we're summer times are like 120 something. Wow, that's insane. That is that shouldn't be happening <laughs> no uh, no it's like um did you ever see the either the meat like the little clip of it or king of the from king of the hill or that episode where they go, when they go to phoenix no i have not <laughs> they're like the numbers shouldn't be this high yeah and they're like the city shouldn't exist because it was it read 115 degrees and they're like this yeah. is a monument to man's sins yeah really i well i've been to i've been to phoenix a couple of times and that it was never comfortable, like physically, while I was there. No, God, no. Wintertime is okay. Fall time's not too bad, but that's spring and summer. It's over. I remember a friend of mine was taking me to a, a brewery, and we were walking around. And he's like, "Oh, we need to move because it looks like a, a sandstorm thing is coming." <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was like, "What? We're actually <laughs> looking for shelter from a sandstorm?" 
What Mad Max world is this shit? Yeah, I know. It's like, this is a strip mall, dude. <laughs> Why are you looking for shelter from a sandstorm? It's true. You sit there and you're like, what fucking world have I entered? Yeah, this like, is, what is this? This isn't <laughs> a place where people live. I remember it was my first year here. And I shit you not, Mike. It was a bad sandstorm coming in. Like, you saw the wall coming. And oh, there was a storm, too. So it was like there was lightning. And I was like, what have I done? Yeah, have I that is the here? day that you decide to move back. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, it gets even better. Because we had, um, I was living with, with my dad, obviously, he was 16. And so he was like, all right, you guys need to go outside. You need to tie down the grills. And the storm's coming, and you feel the way, and, like, you're, you're outside, and you still feel sand hitting, even though the wall hasn't hit you yet. And yeah. so the wall, and, like, there's lightning and shit happening. And so we, we get some bungee cords, and we have to tie down our grills and propane tanks to the fence so they don't <laughs> blow away. And so what we did is we got lawn sleeves on. We had some of our hoodies. We had some ski goggles on, my sister and I did. And we wrapped ourselves in a scarf and wore some gloves. Like, we looked like we were going into a fallout world. Yeah. And we ran outside, and we're like, oh, my God. And it was like, it didn't take anything. Oh, it was was nuts. And so we're tying down propane tanks. Like, the grill was trying to blow out of my hands. And it was like, oh, my God, because it was one of, like, the, like, smaller ones. But it was just like, like, oh, like grandma told my sister, hold it down. Hold it down. And we're bunching his thing down. And meanwhile, we just look like we're in like a war zone, and like it's in my eyes, it's in my goggles. <laughs> it was hell. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, oh, man. I, mean, I guess it's the same as you know walking the dog up here in February, but I know I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I missed the blizzard in the face by ice bricks or anything like that. No, sand hurts way more when it's yeah. blowing at you than fucking <laughs> snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You know what, man? It inspires us to write great comics. <laughs> it, you know, or draw too. Like I think it and, does. And, the thing about that stuff is, if you're writing a story, you you can I can write a story about something exactly that happened in my life, something like that, and somebody will read it and they'll go, "This is a little too ridiculous." <laughs> You know, it's like you're gonna have to ground this a little more. That's that's what I'm telling the story just now, and I'm like, how many fucking listeners are gonna think I'm lying? Like, yeah. what? Is, I, I I understand it completely. Like, I tell people stories of my life, and they're like, you're full of shit. I'm like, no. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it could work. It could work in like any kind of genre storytelling. But then you run the risk of like what we were just saying. This is like this sounds like Mad Max, and I'm like, no, it really happened, man. Yeah, it did. Like, what? Like, you gotta get get worried about things like that. It's like, yeah, okay, all right, Outback. Right. (laughs) Oh God, it's like the one time a Navy SEAL kicked me in the back, dude, because I was at a boot camp training thing when I was a younger kid, and people don't believe that ever happened because it was a ship evacuation drill, and it was it was like, uh, you know, people like, huh? Just kicked you into the water? Yeah. Because we were supposed to practice diving out of a ship into like going to a, or like that sinking, and so there's smoke and lights everywhere. It's like a twenty-something foot platform. The pool's the deepest pool that they have, and stuff like that. It was like I don't even know. I think I know it goes past twenty. I think, and so like there's navy divers in there, and the seals are there, and shit like that, and and it was this whole thing, and it was a boot camp training thing, and I remember I was like 
15, 16 at a time because I was doing stuff with the Air Force. And so they and they're like, you ready? And it's like, yeah. And so they kicked me because they're like, yeah, well, explosions happen on a ship, buddy. And so, <laughs> so they like kicked me out of the water. And I had to like swim up. I mean, you land deep into that deep ass pool. You don't hit the bottom, and the, you're there. And the diver's like, "You good?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good, sir." And I'm swimming into this like giant life raft thing that has like a flare gun kit, MREs in it, and has like a cover over it and shit too. And it, it was like, I'm like, "Oh my god, that was the most painful thing that ever happened to my back." Wow. Yeah, that is something. That would be something if you wrote that. It would be like, "Oh, he's embellishing it because it's like a genre thing. He's making a movie." Like, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> I it's wish. Like, well, if you did tell, I mean, that would be a little extreme if you told me that actually happened. I like I just said, whoa, that wow. <laughs> because you, mm -hmm. you listen and you hear that, and you're like, whoa, what? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Oh, oh god. Uh, so I figured we are we are at the 46 mark now. <laughs> so, okay. Um, and I was and I figured you know what I do like to make sure people are promoted and whatnot. Um, so, Mike, the floor is going to be yours now, my good man. This is where I'm going to I'm going to transfer it over to you. And is there anything recently that's come out? Is there any works of yours that you want to help promote or anything like that? Well, uh, well what I'm doing, uh, I've that, that you know what, yeah, the NDAs allow you to talk about because we know that magical <laughs> devil's country. You know, I have never been good at uh, listening to people tell me that uh, I'm not supposed to talk about stuff. I've oh shit! Never got, I've never gotten in trouble for it. For, oh, I've you're also, gonna. <laughs> but I've also been really funny. I always think it's so silly when somebody's like, "Don't, don't talk about this." Like, it's a comic book. Nobody cares. I'm with so, you. It's you got. I mean, it's early promotion is all it is. But they get mad about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get. And, and really, the only Marvel and DC are the only people that really do that. And it's because they have yeah. you know bigger things to think about. They um, got big movies that make billions of dollars. To work right. About. Right. Yeah. Um, and speaking, so speaking of DC, I've had a, a couple of things from them that I've been working. I I did a, a an arc on on Teen Titans Academy that's over with, but they're still in the middle of the of the storyline. So I think it's like seven or eight, six or seven or eight. I did, and um, I just had an issue of Justice League Incarnate come out. And that's in the middle of a story. I, I'm sharing art duties with my most hated rival, Chris Burnham. Uh, if you check out Twitter, you'll see our our long-standing feud against each other. Oh, it's it's pretty great. Yeah, uh, and uh, so we're, we worked on that, and now I'm drawing Ninjak for Valiant, and that I'm not sure when that starts back up. I'm continuing the the story that. Jeff Parker and Javier Polito started last year, and um, I'm also working on a graphic novel about my time in a band in high school called The Rock Gods of Jackson, Tennessee, with uh, Rafer Roberts, and that'll be out from Dark Horse probably in about a year when I finish it. And um, what else am I doing? Uh, Which I gotta say is cool that you got your personal story to be published by Dark Horse. By the way, that is really cool. <laughs> well, that I, is uh, that's pretty metal. I tried a bunch of places and they all turned me down. And I was surprised because I've done a lot of stuff with Dark Horse. I mean, we published the first Battle Bug with them, and uh, 
I just didn't think it'd be something that they would put out. But Rafer asked him, he's the, the writer on the book, and they said, yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess I just didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, so, wow, I could do it. Yeah. So they're, uh, they're, they're going to, they're going to put it out. And, uh, and uh, it, it's more of a younger readers. It's not for children, but it's more of a younger readers uh, sort of story. So I won't have, as much blood as I usually do <laughs> in my books. Um, but other than that, I don't think I have anything else going on. Uh, I, I'm working on, I'm still working on um, mystery science theater stuff. I've been the, the uh, production design, well, concept designer for the, the newest season that they're working on. Very nice. That will be out in March on their own streaming platform they're having their they have their own website that they're building called the gizmoplex Ooh. and it's 13 new episodes and i'm designing various things for that and their their website and stuff like that so i'm pretty busy um, i'm busy enough to not be able to practice guitar as much as i want to Oh, give it time. You never know what can happen at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) You're one of those. I fall asleep at like 10 o'clock. I have like an automatic shutdown system. Mike, you know my schedule. There's no way I can't be one of those. Yeah. If I'm out on the sidewalk at 10 o'clock, I just fall asleep. I just land on the ground. Somebody has to drag me inside. Well, I thought you get robbed. But it didn't want to work. What happened to Mike? You got robbed. It's scheduled narcolepsy. Oh, God. Oh, I wish I could have that. Uh, where yeah. can people follow you, though, on social media, good man, so they can keep in touch with all this? Well, uh, on Twitter, I'm the Mike Norton. Um, and Instagram, I'm MikeTron2000. That's the name of my company. Sweet. And uh, it's mostly just on Twitter, it's just dumb jokes. I don't really get into a lot of the Twitter stuff anymore. And on Instagram, it's all animal and artwork oh i post a lot of bad movies that i watch because i like to watch bad movies so it's <laughs> it's wholesome content it's entertaining fair enough um i'm not on facebook anymore because i was hacked and it was the best thing that ever happened to me so i don't go back on it. <laughs> it's fantastic yeah but uh yeah that's it that's it i'm pretty easy pretty old and boring Nah, what are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> you know what? I do want to get it on record before I let you go, though. So you have the audio clip of me saying it. Is if you ever come down to Phoenix for a pleasure or a Comic-Con or whatever, whatever it might be like that, I will take you to meet Mr. Chow. Oh, you do not understand what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I think I know. I a way to get down there now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hon, we need to take a vacation. So we got to go. You understand. I seriously, if. If it hadn't become, if it hadn't become this like frou-frou thing that all the celebrities do, I was gonna pay to go to that place uh, like north of LA where you can swim in a pool full of otters, and they just oh, swim with you. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, but they, uh, you know, I think like Kamel Najiani did it, and now everybody was it, like they were booked like years in advance and stuff like that. Oh God, like, oh, it. Oh, no. You you know what? I will say, I'll even top it off for you. Because be, working with the crocodilians, I'll let you hold a teenage American alligator. Oh, man. I, 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 there was a herpetarium that came to uh, 
uh, Megacon when I was there, and they had a, a little baby one, and they had to have his, you know, his mouth was obviously taped up, and yeah. that, that was weird that they were doing that, but I, I, it was, he was so relaxed. It was so nice to get to. They can be. Oh, they can be. I've had an American alligator like five, six feet long. She pushed me over because I helped care for her. She pushed me over and I'm like, uh-oh. And her mouth was taped, but she fell asleep on my lap. Yeah. There is photo evidence, just, man. You're just a big hot water bottle to them and they love it. And I, yeah, they're like, hey, Lou. Oh. I lo- I, it's so, just seeing that, like that, uh, that commonality that all animals sort of have, you know, they all <laughs> want to cuddle and go to sleep. <laughs> true. Oh, it's true. Oh, a hundred percent. But yeah. you know what? It is on record. So you will get to meet Mr. Chow. I'll let all right. bring him out for you. You get a gator. Who oh. knows what else you might get to see too. Free oh. of charge. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh man. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. You know what? I mean, this has been a blast. You're welcome back anytime too. If you want right. to come yeah, promote just, anything. Just in my basement working. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in my room working. So here we are. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Well, I'm going to let you go, Mike. You have yourself a wonderful rest of the day. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you for having me. This has been uh, uh, very nice. I've, I've had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, now in the future, you have a full you have a full celebrity meetup now. Yeah, whatever you want. I'm exci- I totally am excited. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Mike. You have a good one, okay? Yeah, you too. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye.